Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back into the 526 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan. And um, first things first, I apologize if my voice sounds a little raspy. Uh, currently dealing with um, what I believe to be the early stages of a cold. But um, so, excuse me if there are any, uh, and I apologize if there are any. Um, breaks in my voice or anything like that I'll try and edit it down to um you know so that way that when this comes out there won't be as many uh issues but yeah so back on this Tuesday afternoon uh discussing recapping reacting um to St. John's losing 89 to 73 in their first game at Madison Square Garden, a game that had um, a lot of uh, a lot of excitement around it. I, I can't really remember another game that had that much um, thrill and excitement and uh, and want as uh, as last night had. I mean I think a lot of people were the anticipation was through the roof. And unfortunately, St. John's just, you know, couldn't come out with the uh, firepower that we were expecting and the firepower that I think they know that they have in them. So a really, really, um, you know, heartbreaking game, I guess is how you want to put it, or just embarrassing game. I mean, uh, because I wouldn't even, you know, wasn't heartbreaking in terms of the fact that you know they lost by a last second shot or anything like that um it was uh embarrassing as to how poorly they went out and played how poorly um they turned the ball over and how uh tough of a time they and just how hard they made it on themselves when they could have uh, just taken, you know, um, you know, some some easy layups there, and uh, and we're missing. I mean, just wide open layups, just not going through. I mean, it, it was as if this was their first time, you know, playing together. You would have thought, or it was, you know, their first time picking up a basketball in months. I mean, they looked so rusty. It was not. It was just. They and it's not that I don't think that they were into it from the start. I just think that you know a lot of these kids, and we'll get into it um, a little bit more. But you know they're coming from smaller schools. You know the the Iona kids have never. I I don't think. I mean I don't have every single attendance record that they've played in, but off the top of my head, I don't think they've seen uh a crowd that large or uh, and I don't believe they've ever played in a building to that magnitude I mean you're at Madison Square Garden um Chris Ledlum coming from Harvard or Jordan Dingle coming from Penn you know I don't believe they've ever played 
in that type of an atmosphere. Um, and certainly Sean Conway at VMI hasn't either. So a lot of that went into it. But at the end of the day, I mean, as much as I want to give them an excuse that leeway, I can't because these aren't guys that were backups last year at their respective schools. I mean, these are guys that, you know, are fifth-year seniors that, you know, have the experience and have the um, and should have the mental, you know, toughness to handle a crowd like Madison Square Garden. So the fact that they came out and played the way they did is inexcusable, in my opinion. And I, again, I, I'm listing these as reasons and as you know points that perhaps could have been because I'm just trying to make sense of why they came out and played so piss poor because we have not seen you know and and we have not seen enough of this team moving forward to say and be confident in okay they're going to be able to just bounce back i mean these are kids that you know they're they're most of them that aren't the iona kids or joel soriano and drissa treore they've never played with each other so because of that, I can't sit here and wholeheartedly say everything's going to be okay. I, I can't. I wish I could. I'm trying in my head to say, you know what? It's all right. We'll come back. Um, you know, we got the Charleston Classic coming up. Surely they'll be ready for that. I can't sit here and say that. And it sucks because as much as I want to and as much as I think the people listening to this want me to say that, unfortunately, I cannot because being handled the way you were by Michigan and by a Michigan team coached by Phil Martelli, who hasn't um, you know, been the head honcho of a basketball team in four years, and even though he had that stint there in 2022 where he was coaching when Juwan Howard was suspended, I mean, you would have thought St. John's would have wiped the floor with them. Um you know, maybe not wipe the floor, but you didn't think that they would get the floor wiped with with St. John's at the hands of Michigan. And in my opinion, from what I was reading of the Big Ten and everything, I didn't. No one was uh, really high on Michigan coming in. So the fact that they were able to just have a night is unbelievable. That Namari Burnett, I mean, four for four from beyond, twenty-one points in the first half. Are you kidding me? I mean, how are we not, you know, how are we not closing out the three ball? How are we not eliminating that? I don't understand it. And I know that's the message that Rick is saying. Why the players couldn't um, respond is beyond me. It really is. I mean, I'm so at a loss as to what the deal is there. And the fact that they got out-rebounded on the boards the way they did, you know, um, in the first half was ridiculous. Because actually, in the end, St. John's did out-rebound Michigan 47-39. to But you look at the first half, 19 rebounds um, to Michigan's 20. So I guess they only got one more. But the second chance points that they had, I mean, it made it feel like that Michigan out rebounded them, you know, twenty to ten 
in that first half. I'm actually surprised that I'm looking at this. It was just 20 to 19 because that was embarrassing. And I'll get to the, you know, um, the front court and kind of what we saw X's and O's wise. But, you know, just from the standpoint of being aggressive, Michigan was the aggressor. I mean, it was unbelievable. Now, don't get me wrong. I still think playing a team like Michigan is good for this team right now. If Michigan is what we saw last night and they do great things this season, then I think we look back at this and say, okay, you know, you got your, you know what's kicked by a pretty damn good team. And this should prepare you better for Big East play rather than playing Nebraska the year before. So while you'd like to sit here and say you got another win, I think the experience from it is huge. Now, you don't exactly hear Patino, obviously because we started the regular season, but you don't hear Patino talking about, no, it's a good thing we, we played a team like Michigan and, you know, this is going to, this is going to help you. No, he's he's ticked. 9 for 26, St. John's on layups will piss you off as a head coach, I'm sure. Number right here, 9 for 26 on layups. That's pathetic. That is absolutely pathetic and inexcusable for 40 minutes of play to go 9 for 26. I just, I don't understand why in the world they were missing layups at that rate. Um, I would love to know. You know, I would love to have an insight into why in the world it is that when it came to being right underneath the basket, you couldn't just go up and either a I mean, screw it. If you're struggling with the layups... You're overthinking it. Just dunk the damn basketball. Because, you know, you can't have what happened. I mean, you make half of those. And it's a different story. You make half of those layups. And it's a closer game. Do you win it? I don't know. But at least you're, you're, you're within arm's length. You're not losing by 16. So I thought that was really the name of the game right there was the missed layups. Now, from an X's and O's standpoint, and actually, let me go back real quick because I don't think this necessarily is X's and O's for what I'm about to say, but from a, a mental and just mistakes standpoint, because if you make mistakes against good teams like Michigan, that's going to come back and bite you in the ass. You know, this wasn't Stony Brook where you could turn the ball over at the rate that you did and still perhaps win the game. You know, you turned it over 16 times to their 13. And in the first half, had seven. Three by Chris Ledlam and Dennis Jenkins. Chris Ledlam, I don't know what in the world he is doing with the basketball in his hands. I mean, my God, dude. He's supposed to be a slasher. He's supposed to be a guy that can drive through anyone, go to the basket, and get you a tough two. But my God, he looked like a five-year-old with the basketball. Just constantly, tur three turnovers. I, f I thought it was worse than that. I mean, how brutal that was. One for five from the field in the first half and only had four points. That can't happen. 
And then, you know, I guess um, I think Rick then went with Sean Conway at one point because he just had to get him out of there. I mean, that was ridiculous watching that. And I hope that, and I and I applaud Sean Conway because when he came into the game, you saw kind of, uh, you know, you saw a guy that was just all around the floor, all over the ball. I mean, sure, he didn't show up as much in the stat sheet, but I thought he did pretty good. And could be an option if if Chris Ledlam can't is fumbling the ball all around the floor. That was ridiculous. I mean, get the ball out of your hands, man. Pass it off. Set screens. I mean, do, you know, do some off ball stuff. My God, if you're gonna be a you know a complete toddler with the basketball, that he was. I mean, absolute offensive liability there. In the first half. And then Dennis Jenkins, I mean, I he's running points, so you know, I guess three turnovers um from him isn't as bad because he wasn't I don't think as many I don't think he was trying to drive through guys and losing the ball as much as Ledlam was. Um, but I could be wrong there. But three turnovers from him, I didn't like that. But the amount of I mean, I would love to go back and see how many points Michigan got off that. And just from a play standpoint, they weren't running sets at some at, at, throughout some of the game. I mean, the offense looked completely different than it did against Stony Brook um, in terms of how they just didn't seem like they could get into a rhythm offensively and run plays that they wanted to run. I mean, they came out shooting threes, and they were light out lights out shooting to begin. But then all of a sudden, it seemed like we went away from what was working and went away from our brand of basketball. And I think ultimately in the end, you know, that's the story of the game right there and why St. John's um, ended up losing that game in that fashion because of you had, you know, time and time again going down the floor, you're one, at times they were shot chucking, which I hated seeing. And that's something that needs to change because all the time they were just coming down and just chucking up threes for the heck of it, trying to get something to stick and get a big momentum play happening. Like just run the offense. So, um, and and Michigan was doing everything they could to not allow Soriano to dominate in the post. If you're if you go back and watch it, they were doubling him in the post, which at at through certain points, it was really tough to get him the ball because of that. And I think that's why you saw Soriano uh, only have nine points in the first half. But on the boards, you know, I mean, he only was able to muster four boards in the first half, led them four. They just were out-muscled by Michigan. So that stuff, again, I mean, I guess if there's a silver lining, you're happy you saw it now. But, you know, you can't have that happen to you moving forward throughout the season. You just can't. I mean, you know, and I'm not exactly preaching to the choir here because I think people understand this, but it's just from the standpoint of where you thought they would be and all the hype surrounding the team, I think that's why, you know, you see um, – the reaction that you do, you know, with the fans right now, because myself included, I'm ticked off that that's the way that we came out and played. 
against Michigan. I mean, I'm I'm pretty darn annoyed by it because right now, you know, and while I do think that, and Rick had said multiple times that the team wasn't where he wanted them to be, and I think people kind of thought that he just didn't want them to get complacent because that's what I thought by it. And I thought from his standard, that was what, um, more so what he was talking about because I thought that when he was saying those things, it wasn't good enough to be a Final Four team that he's used to. But for our standards, I thought we would come out and see them and they would be unbelievable. But clearly, um, you know, the issue uh, was a little more dire than I think we all made it out to be, myself included. But moving forward, you know, Thursday and looking to North Texas, that's, um, you know, Charleston Classic. You've got an opportunity here to right the ship against a North Texas team right now that is not playing, uh, I don't think, the best basketball. So you'd like to, you know, all the little mini mistakes that you made against Michigan have to clean that up. While I don't think all of it's going to be cleaned up by the time Thursday rolls around, you can't be 9 for 26 on layups. I mean, that's high school basketball problems right there. You can't be turning the ball over as much as you did. And I know there, and the difference between, and I, while I think we can feel a little safe about one thing, Rick's not going to put up with that crap. I mean, that's going to be put to bed, hopefully as I'm speaking, they're right now watching tape and getting their you-know-what's chewed out because of how pathetic that was. So, moving forward, what happened last night, you need to just flush it and move on. I mean, let's not, you know, harp on it too long. Let's not think about it for the rest of the week. Not have it spoil over into North Texas. Move off from it, you know, and just we'll we'll come back Thursday and be ready to go because that's a quick turnaround now. I mean, the beauty of this is at least you don't have to wait a week. You know, it's a few days later and boom, you're right in the Charleston Classic. So there's that at least that you can... You can come back and, and say. But thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of the 526 Podcast. I um, was really hoping, you know, when the game started last night, I'd be sitting here talking about a great MSG win and a big resume booster. But um, that didn't happen, obviously. Michigan's a damn good team. I'm, a, I'm apologizing right now for saying that I thought we would just go right through them because clearly I was way wrong, and I will take responsibility for that myself. So I apologize for saying that, <clears throat> and I as well apologize for obviously how I might sound. But regardless, thanks everyone for tuning in. I'll be back on uh, later in the week discussing the first game in the Charleston Classic for St. John's against North Texas. Thanks everyone for tuning in, and as always, I'll talk to you next time.